0: Hello, lovely single mums, and thank you for joining this podcast, where we'll be talking about how to negotiate flexible work arrangements with your employer, including your legal rights. My name is Lucy Good, and I'm the founder of Beanstalk Single Mums. We're an online space dedicated to supporting and inspiring single mums from all walks of life. We offer a blog which covers everything for your single mother journey. We've got a single mum only anonymous forum, e books and e courses, as well as exclusive single mum discounts and giveaways. And it can all be found on our website, beanstalkmums.com.au. But right now, to focus on this podcast, today's guests are Lucy Dickens and Joe Alevich, Alilovich. Correct. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Only two times. That wasn't too bad. (laughs) They are the co-hosts of the Juggle podcast, sharing strategies and advice to help women manage the juggle of career and family life. Aside from producing a weekly show on their podcast, they provide consulting services to employers to help them increase equality in their workplace through strategies such as implementing flexible work arrangements and they're also currently writing their first book. Both Lucy and Joe are lawyers and mums. <laughs> Lucy has just returned to work after her second child who I think has already made a slight appearance on this podcast <laughs> and so she's on a truly flexible arrangement. Um, Joe is running her employment law practice 3D HR legal and the firm is virtual in that there's No central office and all staff work from home or shared office premises. So, both of these women are truly walking the talk when it comes to flexible work. So, welcome to the Beanstalk podcast, ladies. Thanks, Lucy it's so nice to have you here and I, I I was kind of hoping that we were going to have our other little guest with us and I've heard a few chuckles in the background as I was talking. So Lucy, who have you
1: brought along to this podcast? I've brought Harry, my son, he's now three months old so he is still permanently attached to me, albeit on the outside, but he has just fallen asleep. He was just having a little choke. Oh, his, okay. No, he was N- just feeding. To worry about. But he's like, okay. No, no, he's serious. <laughs> he's the second child, so we don't worry about that. Yeah, I was just about to say, yeah, it's <laughs> the
0: second ch- I just saw something on Facebook the other day. I don't know if you saw it. It was about these. This these people acting out what it was like to have with your first child and what it was like with your second child, you know, how we we treat them so differently. (laughs) So, um, but it's lovely to have him. And if he does wake up, he's welcome to have another gurgle, say hello. These are very relaxed um, chats. Um, Now, there was something else before I head into our questions that we've got regarding um, flexible work arrangements and how we can help our single mums with those. I mentioned in the intro that you guys are writing a book can you just tell us a little bit about
1: that
2: yeah we've been talking about it for quite some time and we finally decided at the beginning of the year that we needed some accountability on a worldwide scale so we thought we would tell the world in our podcast and in a few (laughs) other events and things that we've had so that we're held to account
0: that's fantastic so what what's the topic on the book
1: The book is about, obviously, how to manage the juggle, and what we've done is we've taken our acronym for Juggle, which we'll talk you through in a sec, uh, that really distills all the key important things that you need to have a satisfying career and a fulfilling family life. Oh, fantastic. I can see
0: everyone wanting a copy of that, because that's what we're all after, really, aren't we? That balance um,
2: and that perfect juggle. Oh, that, is that Exactly. And that's why, you know, we created the podcast so that we could have a lot of people who could listen into other, pe- other people's stories like you do to share other people's stories, but also have a few experts on there talking about, you know, mindset and psychological issues and, you know, the guilt that we go through or the mental load or whatever it might be. And then after doing 50 or so episodes, we thought, you know what, there's a few things that just keep coming up over and over and over again. And on a plane ride back from Queensland last year. We came up with these six things that, as Lucy said, match the word, the juggle. So it all starts with finding your joy. Um, You know, if you don't know what's important to you and you don't know what's going to bring you success, then everything else is, you know, it's just not going to work.
0: It's what are you doing all this for, isn't it, sometimes? Exactly. So we do wonder that sometimes at the end of the day. What was all that about? Why am I doing this? Where am I going? What am I going to get yeah. at the end of it? So it's really important to know that, isn't
2: it? Yeah, where do I want to be when I'm 80 years old? What do I want to look back on? Yeah. So yeah, that's definitely the, the starting point. Find your joy. Yeah. Brilliant. Love and then it, it and and then it goes into unstoppable. So we like we're gonna talk about today, we feel that just because you have a baby doesn't mean that you have to be stopped in your career. You know, mm. you are You can still keep going. You can still keep working. You can still keep doing all the other things that you want to do in life as well as be a mum. It's just about working out how you can do it, such as using things like flexible work. Yeah. And then the the next one is um, gathering support around you, like exactly like you're doing for single mums. You know, have a community that's got your back, Um, whether it's your, you know, other people in the same situation as you, whether it's friends, family, whatever it is. You've got to gather that support around you. Mm -hmm.
1: And the next one? (laughs)
2: I'll
1: go. Yeah. Next one, G. We've got another G which is guarding your time. And this is interesting because we also have a, a community like you do and the vast majority of people who join that tell us that their biggest challenge is coping with managing their time so time we all know it's our most valuable resource so it's important that we know how to use it wisely so we've got a whole chapter dedicated to that yes then we've got L for love yourself because of course we can't forget about self-care
0: perfect we all
1: know that we have to look after ourselves to look after other people and then lastly E is for expectations because managing expectations is one of the topics Mm -hmm. that just keeps coming up over and over again
0: that's fantastic and when do you think your book will be out
1: That's still in debate. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, it's one of those.
2: (laughs) If if we're either going to really put our heads down and have, have something happen by around October this year... Or it'll probably be more more like March next year.
0: Oh, okay. Well, that's fairly soon. And knowing what you two ladies are like, I'm sure it will um, it will be on track. And it sounds fantastic. It really does. So well done. But I don't. Know how, you. i quite frankly, I don't know how you do it on top of everything else. <laughs> but
2: look, it's all about flexible work. <laughs> it
0: is. It is. And talking of which, let's move into our question so we can help our listeners today to either find a job with flexible hours or to turn their current job that they're already working in into a flexi job. Um, so my first question that I've got for you ladies is to start with, can you just explain what exactly flexible work arrangements are and how they can benefit working mums?
1: So basically flexible working is anything that's outside of the traditional nine to five that we would think of as a full-time Arrangement. So it can include things like working from home, compressed work weeks, when you work part time hours, that's a form of flexible working. Uh, If you do job share, project based work, or it can be the more what you would think of as the typical flexible working where you work from where and how suits your lifestyle. Okay.
0: So when I think of flexible work, I don't know why, but I always think of less money. For flexible work but you know being paid less because I'm kind of I don't know I'm sort of perhaps working from home I'm working less hours is that something that comes with flexible work or can you still do flexible work and earn good money with it
2: oh, absolutely you can still earn good money from it and it doesn't actually have to change your salary we just had this great episode with um
1: Andrew, Andrew Barnes,
2: yeah, from um, Perpetual Garden in New Zealand, and he was talking about the fact that he implemented a four-day work week in his um, business. And what that meant was that everyone got um, to work four days of the week but for the same salary. So they were earning a five-day salary for four days a week. Um, amazing, amazing man, and I fully recommend checking out his TED mm. Talk and things like that. But effectively it comes down to what he was saying is it really comes down to the output, you know, what what are you putting yeah and what value is attached to that as opposed to necessarily how many hours you're you're putting in yeah and that, it's so
0: relevant isn't it the hours are, are are almost completely irrelevant it's the it's what what you're producing in that time that you have and i don't know about you and everybody's different I am so productive in the mornings, but come the afternoon, yes. especially by about half past two, three o'clock, I could almost have a nap, and I'm just yes. staring at the computer. And I've gone to find a file, and then I'm like, "What was I doing? I've forgotten." Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, and I seem to be getting worse as I'm getting older. If I was running a, um, if I was running a big business with lots of employees, I think I'd probably do a five day week, but you know, finish at one or two mm. every day because I'm sure the productivity from people in the afternoon is so much lower but having said that we are all so different aren't we so Mm -hmm. having flexible work hours which work around individuals and what their productivity is like at different times of day could be an amazing thing for any business
1: yeah and that's the point everybody has different peak performance times and we if we can tap into that and work to work to those times and work when we're most productive then everyone's going to benefit
2: yeah it's it's a really It's a controversial topic in in many respects and employment law hasn't really caught up with what is happening in reality because, you know, some people want to work on a weekend because they've got young children and that means their partner's at home or available or family members available on the weekend to look after the child so that they can get some work done and then they can spend that time with them during the week rather than put them into daycare. Mm. Um, So, you know, that might mean that they want to work on a weekend, but the the situation may be that the job that they work in requires them to be paid penalty rates if they work on a weekend. So their employer might not want them to do that. So then the employee doesn't get that option because of the extra cost um, and it, it's therefore not suited to sitting their life. Um, same thing with working in the evening. It could be that there's penalty rates. It's, mm. it, it, it's it's just a situation, unfortunately, where the laws haven't really caught up with the way that people want to work and the way that mm. people want to have flexible lives.
0: Yeah, Exactly. And um, I suppose that's really relevant as well for single mothers as well, certainly those who are co-parenting, because I know I work full-time at one period, um, and I was doing week on, week off with my ex-husband, so there were times when I really, really could have done with leaving work at three o'clock in the afternoon to go and get the kids yeah. from school one week, mm-hmm. but the following week I could have worked till seven o'clock in the evening, eight o'clock, nine o'clock, mm-hmm. because I had no kids. Um, and I was actually very lucky because my um, employer was aware of that, and really that. That kind of was what I did. It was a little bit of, although I was meant to do nine to five, he knew I had to leave early and he knew I'd make up the hours staying late. But to actually Mm -hmm. have an arrangement with your employer to say, look, these weeks, my God, I'm free. I'm free as a bird. I'll do whatever you need. But these other weeks, I might want to have an hour off in the morning because there's an assembly and my child's getting an award. So for for single parents who have got that kind of slightly unusual routine, could be absolutely brilliant, couldn't it? Yeah, Absolutely. and and
2: and there definitely are ways to make it happen.
0: Yeah, and we'll talk about that. Um, but yeah. my next question—we've almost touched it on it slightly already—because it's. A, I want you just to tell me. It's not just about the employee here. It's also about the employer. It can be really beneficial to them. Um, so, other than the points we've mentioned already, how is that? What What are the benefits to the employer with flexible work hours?
1: Well, yeah, you, like you say, we have touched on it already. The first one being improved productivity because if we've got people who are working at the times when they work best, they're going to be producing a better outcome. So yeah. that's that's the starting point, I think. But as well as that, there's all sorts of other benefits. So um, obviously they're creating a place where people want to work. If people have the flexibility to, to make their work fit in the rest of their life or, you know, make things integrate and work together, then people are going to want to be working there. They're also going to attract and retain those employees. Mm,
2: yeah. And, and, and that's going to lead to better general um, engagement and wellbeing because those people are going to be more connected to that workplace. Mm-hmm. They're going to be less likely to say, oh, I think I'll take a sickie today. Um, you know, mm-hmm. they'll really want to be doing the best thing by that employer because that employer is doing the best thing by them. Exactly.
0: It's a kind of a trust thing, isn't it? And respect. Trust and respect between yes. between two people, which is what whole of life comes down to, really. Trust and respect for each other. And if you can have that in the workplace as well. And, you know, I, I seem to remember a while ago, I think, I can't remember where I was reading it, but some of the really big companies are doing it, Telstra and people like that, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. it, it's a, it's, a, it's not just the smaller companies, it's bigger companies are recognising the value in it, and they are, and they're, they're doing it, and we should be following their lead.
1: Mm-hmm. It's funny, because you say tr- it comes back to, comes down to trust and respect, and it's so true, and if you just think about it, and you ignore all the, Arguments that we've just spoken about, you know, productivity, engagement, gender equality, all that kind of stuff. If you just come back to the human relationship part and how would you want to treat somebody and how would you like to be treated, it, the answers are really obvious. Yeah. It's just that we forget that we get caught up in the profit and the money and, yes. you know, yeah, that's the way so everybody true. else is doing things. Exactly. And counting the
2: hours. Everyone gets caught up in counting yes. The hours. Yes.
0: But the hours, you know, you can do depending on the mood you're in, you can do, I know, because I work from home on my own, I can, I can, what I can do in two hours one day is completely different to what I can do in two hours the next day. It's down to how I feel. um, And you know, what what's going on in my world at that time. So the hours are so irrelevant. Um, So really, so for the mums already working, or those who are going back to work, and this is a really key part of chatting to you as well. How can they go about um, approaching that subject of flexible work arrangements with their
2: employer? I think the first thing is listening to this podcast. I think that's a great way because it's really, it comes down to being prepared. You know, it's it's understanding what the options are, what are your rights about, you know, how you can make an application, um, knowing that your employer actually needs to respond to the application um, thinking about, you know, like we were talking about with our Juggle acronym, that J for joy, you know, what are you actually trying to achieve with all of this? What's important to you? Is it about having time off at a certain time of the week? Is it about less hours? Is it about more time with your kids? Is it about the same amount of money but condensing the hours? You know, what what is, what is important to you? What do you need to get out of this flexible work arrangement, not just being suckered into thinking that you need it? Or that, you need to have it the same way that somebody else has it. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: And I think that 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 is – there is so much competition, I suppose, isn't there, in the workplace? I think you look around and you might look around an office and think, oh, such and such is doing this, and they're allowed to do that. And it's not about what other people are allowed to do. Exactly. (laughs) It's about what you need for your own personal circumstances. Um, And knowing what – I guess knowing what your rights are in terms of flexible work are you, you know, and understanding that before you talk to your employer about it um, and not going in saying, mm. hey, I know what my rights are and being aggressive yes. <laughs> maybe, but, but I don't knowing think work. The, get, getting the information first so that when you go to them, you've got that, um, you know, you've got the professionalism to know you're asking them for something that is within the realms of possibility and not something completely ridiculous.
1: And you also need to consider what they need as well. So I think you're really going to give your application or give the conversation the best chance of succeeding if you don't just work out what you need, but also work mm. out what they need. So go in and say that this is my proposal and this is how I would, I would like to work and this is, this is how I'm also still going to achieve all the things that you need from me mm. so that they can see that it's not just all about you, that you've thought about their needs as well.
2: Yeah. And also saying, and the outcome for the business will be this. Um, exactly. Mm. So like we were talking about the benefits to the employer is actually being able to say to that employer, if I do flexible working, these are the things that are going to benefit you. Yeah. And we all want
0: to know what's going to benefit us, don't we? <laughs> uh,
2: that's, <laughs> that's exactly it. Anytime you, anytime you want something, you actually need to pitch it in a way yeah. that it is good for the other person.
0: Yeah. Suddenly we're all interested if we, we're benefited. <laughs>
2: exactly
0: it's a natural human it is human nature yeah it is yeah. it is human nature um so what are the most common issues mums have when trying to negotiate flexible work arrangements and how can they overcome them
1: i think the most common one is well i don't know if it's most common but one of the common is is just a flat out no when the answer when they've they've made a a request for flexible working and the answer is just no, but I think that that can largely be overcome by taking on the advice that we've just spoken about, yes. which is the how you pitch it, recognizing the benefits or promoting the benefits for the business, not just what's in it for you. So I think that's a really good way to um to to tackle that blanket refusal, but also, uh, in terms of overcoming. Try baby steps. You don't have to go all out to the full-time working from home on day one. You know, you could try a day a week or a day a fortnight at home and then you can warm your employer up that way. Mm.
2: Show them how productive you are in that time Mm. when you're working from home. Mm Mm-hmm. And the the same things apply to resistance. So, you know, then you could approach your employer suggesting flexible work arrangements and you could just feel the resistance from them thinking, oh, I don't know how this works. It's going to be hard. You're not going to be just sitting there right in front of me. I'm not going to be able to watch you doing your work. So they might just feel a sense of, oh, it's something new that I've got to learn about, Mm. something new that I need to do. It means more work for me. So, you know, whether you feel any of those things from an employer, it, like Lucy said, it's, it's very much about educating them around it um, and taking those baby steps. But it can also be rather than walking up on day one with an application, you know, here's my formal letter saying I want flexible working yes. and I only want to work from home. Don't do that. Don't start with a really formal approach. Start with a conversation. Mm. So just tell them, you know, hey, I'm thinking about or this has come up in my life. Is there any options for us to do this? Mm. Uh, I've noticed that so-and-so every now and then leaves a work earlier and then makes it up. You know, is it something that I could also do? So just starting a conversation, opening the dialogue between you and your employer rather than, like you said, more aggressively walking up with an application that they actually legally have to formally respond to which might make them get their back up. Yes, that, and, and that, of course that's the other thing you could start.
1: try is to offer it on a trial basis. So we've said, you know, cut it down, try baby steps, do one day a week or whatever, but you could also just say, right, look, this this is this is my proposal, this is how I think it will work. Can we try it for two weeks, two months, mm. whatever the time period might be? But obviously it needs to be long enough for you to actually give it a real good, good go and make sure you can get some proper feedback But then that then gives both of you the opportunity to review it and to change things. Mm.
0: And also perhaps to mention accountability as well, you know, to say these are the jobs that I need to be doing. I can do them for you at home just as well and possibly in less time because I know when, you know, my last job that I had before I took the the plunge of faith and into this business I was doing it full-time in the office um, and then I started doing it part-time in the office and part-time at home and one of the things actually was write a weekly newsletter and to write something you need to have your creative head on and you need Mm -hmm. to be in the right space and you really need peace and quiet. But the phone was always ringing. And yes. I, it would take me from the beginning of the day to the end of the day to write this bloody newsletter. If I could <laughs> it at home, I could do it in half an hour. So there's yeah. so much. As long as you're accountable, you, you produce the work that you're meant to have done. Um, I think, and the trial period that you mentioned, Lucy, is great because you can show them that this is what I can do and I'm doing it in less time for you and possibly doing a better job because I've got peace and quiet.
1: But from our perspective, from the employee's perspective, that's exactly why we want to be paid for outcomes, not time. Yes. Because if you're, it's only taking you half an hour to write that newsletter, whereas they used to pay you for a full day, you want them to be paying you for the value of that work, not for the time it takes you to do it.
0: So that's such an interesting thing that we keep coming back to the time issue, which is what so many people focus on, don't they? How many hours Mm -hmm. a week? How many hours a day? Um, that it's just crazy but really it's about what you're producing and the quality of that work Um Absolutely. so look we talked about that flat no um <laughs> that people might get mm-hmm. when they and you know that that happened to a friend of mine recently and he went in was really deserving I felt of of um what he was asking for and he got a flat no since then everything's worked out but I was angry for him that they just gave him a flat no because Um, it's aggravating isn't it because you've gone in you've offered suggestions and ideas um, and it can be upsetting that someone just turns around and doesn't seem to take much notice of them and just says no Um, so if a request for flexible work hours does fall flat if it reaches a stalemate or it perhaps escalates um, into an unwanted work drama what are the legal rights um, we should be aware of and where can we find support for them
1: We'll let Jo answer that one she's the employment lawyer.
2: <laughs> Go on, Jo. Uh, un- unfortunately, there's not a lot that can be done. Um, there is, you know, we haven't gone into the, the legal steps about how you make an application for flexible work and those kinds of things. But the fact is that it has to be in writing. And the only thing that an employer can do is refuse it on reasonable business grounds. But there's no mechanism for an employee to challenge what an employer says is reasonable business grounds. So, if an employer comes back and says, "No, no, no, I, I really need someone in the office from nine till five, Monday to Friday, to do this job," and that's the employer's belief about what is required for their business, then there's nothing the employee mm. can do to challenge it. It's not like a you know you can lodge an appeal with the Fair Work Commission or anything like that. There might be perhaps some sort of suggestion um, of of another type of claim. For example, if it's being refused for a discriminatory reason, uh, perhaps they've approved it for someone else, Um, then you might be able to um, challenge it on those kinds of grounds. But it could also... um, that could lead to other problems for you as well obviously if you're Mm. trying to bring an application like that and and more than likely it's going to lead to a situation if you really need that flexibility where you're going to want to resign Um, and you may be able to argue in those instances that you've been forced to resign and and it could be an unfair dismissal claim.
1: Mm. I think that just goes to show the importance of getting it right Mm. of taking the right approach to making the request and taking the right approach to the trial period and putting things in in place yeah and it brings it back to that yeah I was
0: about
2: to say exactly that (laughs) Mm, yeah and brings it back to what you said before which is all trust and respect you know if you've actually got trust with your employer you're going to be able to have a conversation and you're probably not going to get a flat no you might get that resistance that we talked about but you're probably not going to get a flat no
0: and I suppose you do have to accept as well that some businesses you can't do flexible work hours in. Um, yeah. There are some situations where it just isn't gonna work. And in which case you do have to think about changing to a different job. Um, you can't just expect people to make those changes if they're not gonna work for the business. So it's about mm. the employer recognizing, the employee, sorry, recognizing that as well. Um, so it it's that thing where yeah it goes back to respect, doesn't it? Respect and communication and all those basic yeah. things that we talk about in every area of life and just um, educating the employer as to how flexi hours work and to what how how better how much better the productivity can be in that time. And once you kind of dangled that carrot and said this is what I'm going to do for you, you can only hope. That you can turn it around and get what you want out of it but it can be a process I guess is what you're saying as well
2: yeah and if it's the first time an employer is considering flexible work it could be a real uphill battle yeah definitely but, but it
1: could also be the start, of, the start of something great because you might be leading the way and then others can follow suit and you know everybody wins that's yeah, right
2: yeah.
0: yeah and that would be perfect yes <laughs> that's what we all want look now um We are coming to the end of our 30 minutes, so I'm just going to, I don't know Joe or Lucy who wants to just tell us a little bit about where ladies can go if they want to find you you girls and they can listen to your podcast and find out about when your book's coming out Um, and you've also got a freebie over on your website as well, so can you just tell us a bit about, about that?
1: So all the links to everywhere where you can find us is available at our website, which is thejuggle.com.au, and there you can find links to our podcast, which is also available anywhere you listen to your podcast. So you can just search for the Juggle, and you will find you will find our podcast there. Also on our website is our blog and link to our Facebook group, which is called the Juggle Community, and that's a place where we it's it's women only who are juggling all the competing demands of work and family and all the other bits and pieces of life and it's just a place for us to get together and know that we're not alone mm. really
0: yeah and that's what's so important isn't it know that you're not the only one out there doing this crazy juggling act there's loads of people doing it
2: <laughs> mm. and- and for those who are wanting to try flexible working arrangements and and want to start a conversation with their employer, then as you mentioned, we also have a work a guide, um, which is our free flexible working guide, and you can get that at thejuggle.com.au forward slash flex guide, and it's got a step by step list there of all the different things that you can do around you know thinking about what's important to you, how to open the conversation, how to write the application. Um, and what to do with a response from your employer as well.
1: Um, We've had some really lovely feedback from people in our community who have followed the steps in Mm. that guide and used the template letters and who have been able to achieve flexible working arrangements. And so we've definitely had some wonderful feedback from that. So definitely check it out if you need or if you're thinking about making an application for flexible work.
0: Look, that's great, and I'll actually put a link directly to that on the podcast when I put it up on the Beanstalk website as well. So there'll be a link going through to you guys at the website, but I'll also put one directly through to that that free offering that you have, so people can find Beautiful. it. Really, super easy. We want to make life as easy as possible. Exactly, <laughs> one click. Yeah, one click all the way. <laughs> <laughs> if only everything was that easy. <laughs> Look, thank you so much. Look, I know this chat will come in super handy to many single mums who are either looking for flexible work or they're trying to turn their current job into a flexi job after all there are only so many school hour jobs available unfortunately yes Um, and and you ladies you're both shining examples of how it can be done Um, and that's a big encouragement to us so thank you for everything that you do with the juggle and for sharing your expertise and your experience with us today
2: thank you so much Lucy we've had a great time
1: yeah, thanks for having us, Lucy. And, li-
0: and little Harry's fast asleep, so yeah, it went well. Yeah,
1: he's fast
0: asleep. Look into all the single mums who are listening. There you have it. You can approach your employer for flexible work. In fact, as a working mum, you have every right to do so. Not only will it benefit you and your family, but it will help your employer too, if you put it the right way. Um, it's basically a win-win. Use the tips from this podcast to make positive changes to your work-life balance that everyone will love. Until next
2: time, ladies,
1: goodbye.